Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alamin Wassalatu wassalamu ala Rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Nabiul Kareem My name is Levan Luther Brown and this is an Indigenous American Muslim podcast This podcast is being established with the intentions to display the thoughts and perspectives of the Indigenous American Muslim some of their outlooks and understandings regarding Islam history the Muslim community it's past, present, and future. Assalamu alaikum. This is your host, LaVon Brown, and we now find ourselves in the new year. This year is 1440 after Hijri, and we're in the month of Muharram, the first month. This is a sacred month of the four sacred months. The sacred months being Muharram, Rajab, Dhul Qa'da, and Dhul Hijjah. The 10th of Muharram is a very significant day that is quickly coming upon us. And it's significant for two reasons in Islamic history. The first being uh, the 10th day, which is called Ashura, is the day that Musa, alayhi salam, by the permission of Allah, rescued Bani Israel from Fir'aun. The second reason why the day of Ashura, the 10th month of Muharram, is important is because it is the day upon which the martyrdom of Hussein, radiallahu anhumma, the grandson of the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa occurred. It is uh, the day of Karbala. These events occurred in Muharram. So today I want to focus on Bani Israel and, the, and what they had to endure with Fir'aun and what occurred afterwards and what we can learn from it. So Fir'aun was a tyrant. He believed that he was the Lord Most High. He singled out Bani Israel. He killed their men. He killed the firstborn sons of their families and let their women live. He persecuted them. He slaughtered them. And he enslaved them. He was a tyrant to his own people. And the indication of that is that he believed he was the Lord Most High. So any man who would dare claim to be the Lord Most High is is not just oppressive to a particular people, but to all people under his rule and to him himself in, in reality. So, Beni Israel endured that. They were freed from that. Many, many miracles occurred uh, to try to changed the heart of Fir'aun so that perhaps he may fear Allah, so that perhaps he may change and, and change, his, change his ways. That didn't occur. Bani Israel was freed. The sea was split for them, and they escaped. And Fir'aun drowned. 
What I want to focus in on is what happened after they, they were freed. What we find uh, manifest in the people of Israel, Bani Israel, is a condition of hardness, um, ingratitude, um, skepticism, ignorance, etc. I believe that their condition was directly affected by their time with Pharaoh. These people who witnessed the miracles of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, these people who watched the sea split open before their eyes, these people who saw the, the plagues of Egypt, after all of that, decided to build a golden calf and worship it. While their leader, Musa alayhi was away. Not only that, then, while doing that, they threatened a prophet. They threatened to kill a prophet, Harun alayhi salam, as indicated by the Quran. Why did they do this? What would possess them after seeing all of these miracles to act in this way? Well, this was the condition of their hearts. And this, uh, in my reflections, I see this as a manifestation of oppression. Right? This is a, this is a aftershock. This is a result of oppression. So one of the results of oppression is that the oppressed then become the oppressor in, in different ways within their own lives without the influence of the oppressor. Or rather, even when the, when the direct influence of the oppressor is gone, the effects of that oppression is that the, the oppressed now become the oppressor you know, they begin to oppress themselves. Now, now their wounds start to become self-inflicted. So now, after being freed from a, from a tyrant who believes that he's the Lord Most High, now the, now the Bani Israel want uh, to have gods like other nations have gods. Uh, later on in, in the time of Bani Israel, they want a king, according to biblical narrations, they want a king like all of the other nations have kings, even though they have prophets. Very interesting. Embedded in their culture, in their conditioning, is a desire to be like their oppressor. They became students of their oppressor, this Fir'aun. And they begin to manifest what they've learned amongst themselves. Now, I juxtapose that with the conditioning of African Americans in the United States of America under the tyranny of 
white supremacy in its various forms, whether it be slavery, Jim Crow, or the current post-modern uh, form of denial of, uh, of racism. We are aware that we were oppressed in the past. We had to fight for certain freedoms. And today, many of those freedoms that we had to fight for are now being challenged politically and in the street. Many of uh, many black African-American males and women are dying, um, are, are unjustly treated um, by the system and society that we live in. However, another effect of this long-lasting uh, supremacy, which, which comes in various forms and degrees, depending upon who you, you know, the individual, um, we also see that in the African-American community, amongst African-Americans, uh, we oppress ourselves. You know, we have a tendency, or rather there is a tendency for the oppressed to do more harm or to do harm to other oppressed people. So, um, the way we treat our women, the way we treat our children, uh, the conditions of many of our families. While one can point directly towards, you know, or rather indirectly towards white supremacy and slavery and Jim Crow, the direct, of, uh, the direct cause of many of these things are our are, are decisions that we make for ourselves. And we have, to, we have to deal with that. We have to deal with that. We have to deal with our reality and what we're doing to put ourselves in the positions that we are in. We cannot use white supremacy as an excuse for every wrong that happens in our communities. Rather, we should recognize that we have become some of the greatest students of supremacy, uh, of supremacist oppression, and that white has nothing to do with it. We oppress ourselves. Under Jim Crow, in the Jim Crow era, there was a woman named Reese Taylor who was walking home from church one day and a truck full of white men came, kidnapped her, took her in the woods, raped her and sodomized her for hours. When they found her, of course traumatized and beaten, um, she could no longer have children. She eventually 
got divorced from her husband because she was married at the time when this happened. She fought um, afterwards for justice for, for, for the crime that was committed against her. In fact, one of the people that advocated for her was uh, the famous Rosa Parks. This was before uh, the bus incident. Rosa Parks worked for the NAACP, and uh, she, she was directly involved in that case. That is a clear incident in which uh, individuals of the dominant culture... Uh, committed an atrocity amongst the minorities of the culture, similar to, uh, similar to what Fir'aun did to Bani Israel. While that's an isolated incident, it's all too common. And it's on the hills of slavery and peonage, which were more institutionalized forms of white supremacy. Even after all of that, in certain communities, in certain African-American communities, we see, uh, we see young men abuse their women, their African-American female counterparts, and vice versa. We see men abusing their children or not, or being absent in their children's lives. Um, we see... Um, a culture of, of promiscuity and a discarding of the value of women in the culture of the youth amongst African Americans. And one has to ask themselves, do these people know their history? Or... Why, why are they manifesting um, traits of their oppressors amongst their own people? Why are we doing the job of the tyrant for the tyrant while still being under tyranny? So I wanted to uh, I wanted to just articulate some of the um, a, a correlation between um, a correlation between Benny Israel and African Americans, and really focus in on uh, this point that we have to change our condition. Fanaun is going to do what Fanaun is going to do. Musa is going to do what he's going to do. He's going to do what Allah tells him to do. What is, what, is, what, what is the job of Bani Israel? Right? Allah only changes the condition of a people who change what is in themselves. We as a people must deny learning from our oppressors to oppress ourselves. We have to remove from our culture the culture of our youth and the culture of our elders, um, these traits and characteristics of oppression against, 
you know, against anyone, but particularly against ourselves. It's not manly to beat your wife. It's not manly to be promiscuous and to play women and play with women, you know. It's not honorable to... um, To be a pimp or to portray a player. It's not honorable. Yet in our society, in our communities, we glorify these people, these criminals. And that has to stop. That has to stop. That's not cool. And they may, on the surface, have all the money, the glitz and the glamour, like uh, certain individuals in Bani Israel who bankrolled and provided the gold for the golden calf. Um, But the end of these people is always ruined. Just like the end of Fir'aun was ruined. The end of... uh, The end of... Qarun was ruined. And the end of those who worship the calf was ruined. Was ruined. So we should learn from the history of those who many of us claim to be like or descended from. And we should learn from you know, we should learn from history as a whole that, you know, you get what you put out. even in the face of of white supremacy, of oppression, always remember that the oppressor is not your teacher. He's not your teacher. Be vigilant. Be be self-vigilant and ensure that you do not begin to manifest the traits of a tyrant when God puts you in control and gives you autonomy over yourself and over others. Be careful of your speech and be careful of your actions. Learn from the mistakes of others. Don't make the same same mistakes of others. And don't be so quick to judge, especially if you've never been in the shoes of those people. It has been uh, well recorded that uh, a famous freedom fighter from Libya once said when approached by his colleagues, by his uh, comrades, and fighting the Italians, uh, fighting them out of Libya, uh, that they are not our teachers. When they were given the chance to return the favor of atrocity for atrocity, this particular leader said they are not our teachers. Even though they did it to us, they are not our teachers. And uh, as oppressed people, we must begin to internalize that response to oppression. Not just 
against the oppressor, but within ourselves. The oppressor, the oppressor cannot teach us how to interact and how to be. We, need a, we have a higher calling and we have a higher standard than what is offered to us. So that is the end of the podcast. You have a wonderful night and uh, a blessed Muharram. Assalamu alaikum. Enjoy.